Welcome to Nobody Told Me That, your source for candid business talk and stories. Your host is speaker and author Teresa Duncan. Sit back, buckle up, and hang on. Hello everyone. I would like to do a system spot check with you and today's topic is going to be the copy on your website specifically as it pertains to insurance participation and how you handle insurance in your office. Are you setting a good tone before they even step in the door? So let's take this step by step. First thing I want you to do is think about your website copy. So you have lots of of places on your website where you talk about the team, you talk about the procedures that you do, you talk about, well, I hope that you have a contact and a directions page. Most of you have a financial page. Um, and typically what I see when I, you know, when I lecture, I usually will get email addresses. People won't want to be on the newsletter. And when I'm looking at the email addresses, I will pick a bunch of them and go to their websites and, che- and check them out. What I always see on these websites is either they're missing a financial page or it's a financial plus insurance page. So they've combined both of them. I don't really have an issue with that. So that, that you know, if you see that on your site and it's combined, um, it's not a big deal. If it's separate, that's fine. Just make sure that you have pointers on each other's pages to point to each other. Um, it, it really is a one-stop shop. So if you can get your webmaster to uh, put those two together, financial information and insurance information, I would definitely do that. So let's take a look at what's on your financial information page. So some of the pages I look at, basically it is just a listing of insurance companies. Now, a listing of insurance companies is great. However, we all know that insurance tends to put us into different networks than what we intended. And it's only the, this happens to you maybe once or twice before you know it's not gonna happen to you again because you'll double check all of your networks on a yearly basis. If you've taken any of my classes, you know this is part of your yearly um, exercise that you do with your master file for all of your insurance companies. Uh, And I can talk about that a little bit later. But basically you will, need to list which plans you participate with. Now, hold on a second. I just said need to list. Let me change that to you could list. So the reason why I'm nervous about this is if you have the website up and running and your your office is not in the habit of updating your website on a regular basis, it's kind of a set it and forget it for your website, for your office. Um, And there's, there's really nothing wrong with that. I know some marketing people would say you need to update it more often for Google and all of that. But I want you to be real. I want you to be honest with how often you're actually going to take care of your website. Most people will tell me that they get the website up and running and by you know when I mention, hey, what does it say on your website? They'll look at me, you know, big eyes and they'll say, I, you know, I haven't been to my website in a long time. I know it works because we get patients from it. So open up the browser. If you're driving, don't do that. But when you get to your office, open up the browser, take a look at it. First thing I want you to do is make sure that you've got some pictures on there. So let's have some smiley faces. Okay, we've gotten, we've taken care of that. Now let's move over to the financial page. Take a look at your list of insurance companies that you have up there. Is that current? Is it correct? Are there any missing? 
Are there any on there that you've decided to drop? And now you're wondering, hmm, no wonder people keep calling me for MetLife or Delta. We drop them, but we still keep getting calls. Well, if it says that on your website, then of course they're going to call you. You also want to take a look at your social media sites like your Facebook. Uh, does it say that on your Facebook? Do you have any reference to insurance companies on your Facebook? And then take a look at your reviews. So whether it is health grades, whether it is Yelp or Google, perhaps you have some sort of reference to they were great with my Delta plan or they were great with my MetLife plan. So just you just should be aware of that. I mean, I don't want you to take down any glowing positive reviews, but at least you know when someone says, well, I read on the review that you guys do take my insurance, You'll your team will at least know what it is that that person is referring to. So back to your website. So the financial page, insurance listings, all of the insurance companies, you've double checked them. Everything's accurate. Everything looks okay. Um, what I would advise you to do, and this is again, it's not going to be a 20 minute exercise. You're probably going to spend an hour doing this. I want you to Google your doctor's name. And if you have multiple doctors, of course, every doctor, you're going to Google the doctor's name plus the city that you're in and whatever plan you think you're in. And you may even want to throw some in there. Um, Google your doctor's name, location, PPO, doctor's name, location, MetLife, doctor's name, location, Cigna, whatever. You want to find the list that your doctor is showing up on. I suspect that some of you will listen to this. Go in and do the exercise in your office and you will find that you actually participate with different networks than what you thought. And this is especially true if you have signed contracts from a long time ago. Networks have been merging like crazy and that's that's one good way of finding out that you now belong to a network if you <laughs> you will find out from your patients. Um, you know, I joke about this in classes that when when a patient will call, many times you find out that you're participating in Acme Network because the patient is insistent that you actually do belong to this network and then you're you're kind of getting a little snippy with the patient because you swear that you're not part of this network and lo and behold, they send you a screenshot by email and there is your doctor's name on the network. And the reason being is that the networks merged. It, it came under a bigger umbrella plan that you are a part of and nobody told you that. So um, the gen actually they probably did, but it was probably lost somewhere along the way. Maybe an email was sent, maybe uh, a piece of paper, or a letter was sent to you and it was just so bland looking that you didn't think it was anything important. So that's how we see a lot of network communication happen. Um, it's almost like it wants to fly under the radar with the participation changes that are out there. The best websites that I've seen they acknowledge the participation. So, you know, if you if you have a lot of insurance companies that you work with, it's great to have a smattering of them listed. And then I would put on there a caveat that says, um, these are just a listed, this is a small sample of the plans with which we work. This is just a small list of the plans with which we work. Please confirm with us if your plan is part, if we are part of your network. Please confirm with us if we are part of your network. I just want them to talk to us about it and I want that to also be a way for us to help them. So whether or not we are on their network, that gives me the chance to say, yes, we are and I know all about your plan or I get the chance to say, huh, I didn't know we were part of that network. I tell you what, give me your information, let me research it and we'll get to the bottom of this before you come in. So it gives me a chance to be the hero 
or I'm just confirming what they already knew. So there's there's no there's no downside to that. So again, make sure that you have on your site somewhere that says this is a small sample of the plans with which we participate. Please inquire with us as to whether or not your plan is part of that. So you you can go with the wording however you'd like on there. So that and that also protects us too so say you change networks or you decide to get off of a network then you you have that kind of a caveat it's a little caveat on your on your website okay now does your copy match your participation levels if you are say a delta premier provider does it say anything about delta preferred also so it's just delta premier that's that's great i mean we all love being delta premier rather than delta preferred but the reality for a lot of us is that it's we're now down at the delta preferred level now say you have delta premier only you know that you still are seeing delta preferred patients so don't confuse the delta patient put on there we are a delta premier provider however we are still happy to see delta preferred patients delta preferred is welcome in our office we are a premier provider you see how we're tweaking the copy to be very welcoming to our patients but also we're being super clear that yeah, we're a premier provider, but that preferred plan is gonna work here as well. I realize many of you don't necessarily want to see the Delta preferred patients. I get that. Um, I just think at some point you're gonna have to make peace with the fact that it's coming. And and I know we've talked about this uh, on, on earlier podcasts, and if you've all taken, if you've taken any of my insurance classes, uh, you know, I feel very strongly about this. I know they tell us that the premier is going away in almost every state that I go to. They tell me that premier is not going away. And then I open up the news and there it is. It's gone. The news is there that now Delta Pre Preferred is the way to go in that particular state. So I just want you to make sure that you are ready for it if indeed that does happen. So does your copy match, does your website copy match your participation in name of network, the terms of the of the of the uh, participation level premier preferred cigna has a million different networks uh connection dental has a million different networks put on there the names of the networks because connection dental by itself may not be explanatory so connection dental and then the subgroup of the plan cigna dental remember when they had the radius plan you know so you you want to have these trigger words because when patients are looking around for a dentist the more words that they recognize when they see on your site, they're going to think, okay, got it. This is, I have a radius plan. Okay, this this works really well. So that's what you want to go for. I have a preferred plan. Okay, they did say that preferred is welcome on here. Okay, that's that's how a patient's going to think. They, they want to make sure it matches. And and let's go, let's go a little bit deeper into the psyche of the patient. We all know that it, patients, and as a patient myself, as a medical patient, you all are medical patients, you've seen the doctor, you all know that medical billing is so confusing and we're in healthcare. So imagine people who are not in healthcare at all, they've gone to medical offices, they've been burned before, they are now double checking everything. So that's the mind of the American healthcare consumer. What they're looking for is confirmation that they're not going to get taken for a ride. There's so many horror stories out there. You can't go in any of the comment sections on any of the news articles about co-payments, deductibles, this new healthcare um, snafu that we're in, the shenanigans that are going on. Is it going to be repealed? Is it going to be reformed? Whatever. When you go into any of the comment sections of those news articles, you will see that there's just left and right 
middle of the road, there's a lot of hateful comments on how much it's costing to go to the doctor and that translates into fear of going to the dentist and so that leads into my next point how friendly how friendly is your website with financing now what i what i really dislike seeing is terms on my on on the website that say uh, patient is responsible for all costs however we are happy to file your your claim for you please don't leave with that that that's from back in the 70s and the 80s the marketing we didn't have big websites back then but that was part of the marketing in the 70s and the 80s like we were happy to file your claim we were happy to submit this claim on your behalf well duh that's how it is nowadays we have to do that that's part of customer service and and now take a look at your copy and if it says uh we will we will collect from you and i've seen this we will collect from you any amounts not paid after 30 days of billing and and basically that's saying okay yeah we'll bill your insurance company but you're ultimately on the hook for everything else now is that true absolutely absolutely they're on the hook for it because the contract is with of course the patient and you as healthcare provider and patient but this middleman of insurance really does make a difference and it throws us for a loop so although we do fully plan to collect any amounts that are not paid we can't make it sound like that's our primary goal on the website copy so let's change the copy the website copy to say um, we realize that there may be an investment in your oral health we are here to help you with that we are here to help you with that do you have any questions on our financing plans click here to contact Jean, Teresa, whomever it is, put a link to the email on there. Maybe you have a chat button. We can talk about that in a second. Have some way for them to contact you if they have any questions. I also want you to sprinkle in words like, we have helped many patients achieve the oral health that they need. We have helped many patients smile. We have helped many patients go into the sunset with a new set of dentures. Jazz it up, right? No, don't use that last part, but you see what I mean. Jazz it up and make it sound like this is what you do all day, every day. And you do, you do this all day, every day. You help patients afford the care. So if you are participating with any third party financing companies, um, whether it's care credit, whether it is uh, lending club, whatever it may be, I'm hoping that you have web banners and web badges on your site so that they can go check this out themselves. So I know that Care Credit has this big, um, they, they have web banners. If you log into your portal, you can download it and it's specific for your office. So why not? And talk to your webmaster. It shouldn't take them longer than 15 minutes to drop this into your website. So have that in there. And we want to make it as easy as possible. Yes, lots of patients have already used third-party financing in other areas, so this is not weird to them. They're, they're almost used to the fact that this is now a part of it. Back 20 years ago, when I was starting out as an office manager, over 20 years ago, um, we were kind of the pioneers with this. We were the ones who had to take on the role of saying, and here's an application that you may want to fill out in case you can't afford the money and that's you know in case you can't afford the treatment and that was basically what we were saying but we've been doing this now for 20 years with consumers and so the average healthcare consumer is well aware of third-party financing don't be scared of it put it in there so if you are going to have if you are going to offer 
third-party financing, I would love for them to be aware of that before they come in so that it is not so weird. So when they're going to your site, they're checking your site out to make sure that you accept their insurance. If they just see the logo on the site, it's not going to be unfamiliar to them. When you are sitting there in front of them with the treatment plan and you're going over how to pace out their, their treatment with financing, the care credit logo is not going to be weird to them. The other logos are not going to be weird to them. They will know that this is, this is expected. This is nothing that's, that's just strange. So are you friendly with the financing? That's another issue too. Uh, do you actually talk about it with your patients? Um, I was just talking to an office and, and, and working with them on some verbiage. What I'm hearing from them is that they will offer the third party financing and then after a while it drops off. They kind of forget about it. And, and it's a good way of, it's a muscle, right? We, we forget. It's just like asking for referrals. You know how we're supposed to ask for referrals every patient? We're supposed to ask them to send more people. We get really good at that and then we forget and we stop and then then we listen to a course or we listen to this podcast and you go oh you know i used to ask for referrals what happened and you kind of go oh and you smack your forehead and you go okay i'm going to get back on the horse again it's the same thing with third-party financing we just forget sometimes to bring it up we or maybe we assume that the patient doesn't need it and that's a whole different thing are we making these assumptions for the patient okay so you're going to go to your website you are going to make sure that your um your insurance companies are on there you're going to make sure that you have language that says you know we're happy to help you with this investment please take off any language that says we are happy to file your claim for you as a courtesy take that out big x cross it out you're not doing it as a courtesy anymore this is almost an expected service for you so please uh, remember that if you're not happy to send that claim form to for the patient there are 20 other offices waiting to do that for you so i think it's no i think it's a competitive edge now to make sure that you are an insurance friendly office an insurance savvy office not just insurance friendly but insurance savvy okay now let's take a look at how else can this patient communicate with you is there a chat box do you all have chat uh the more i hear about it the more i love it I've seen it in action. Patients really like it. Uh, you know, our patients nowadays, no one wants to talk to us. No one answers their phone. I'm here in the Northern Virginia area and everybody is just so, so stinking busy. You, If the phone rings, we take a look at it and then we make a split decision whether or not we answer it. It's so much easier to have them go to voicemail. Even better is if they don't leave a message because nobody wants to dial in and listen to the messages. <laughs> Even better is when they send a text. If you have a chat box on that website, then you are going to convert that patient a lot faster. You're going to, well, let me, let me take it back. Maybe you won't convert them because I can't guarantee that, but you will at least be able to talk to them much easier than if they were, if you're waiting for them to pick up the phone and call you. Think about it. For me to pick up the phone and call your office, I have to make sure that it's quiet, that I've got a good dedicated 10 to 15 minutes because I'm not sure how long this call is going to take. I may only have a half hour for lunch. I may only have 15 minutes in the car before the kids get out of school and I have to be ready for them to be picked up. I only have a little bit of time. So if I can send you a quick chat, that's the way I'm going to communicate with you. Myself, busy, traveling all the time. I would absolutely jump on an office that had chat messaging. I would absolutely do that. So take a look into it. I don't have any company that I um, honestly recommend on this. I've seen it with a couple different uh, providers. And there's also a lot of third-party non-dental that provide website chat. 
best bet is to talk to your webmaster and find out if there's a company that they work with and see if they can help you. Now, the chat messaging, what that really means is that you have to be available to talk to them when they chat. So, um, and that's okay. Typically, our front office administrators, our uh, appointment coordinators, they're ready to go. You guys are up there. And what's even better is if that chat comes in, you can actually answer that chat after you deal with the patient standing in front of you. You know, our biggest issue as receptionists and patient coordinators is that when the phone rings, we want to answer it, but we've got Mary coming up front to check out. So with a chat, I can do some quick, hold on a second, let me look into that, check in, check out the patient in front of me, and then get back and do it and, and answer that chat. That's that's a great way of handling it. So, all right, now let's talk about messaging. So the chat message, chatting was different, but the messaging, is there a way for them to click a button and send you an email? If there is not, make sure that it's right there on the finance page. So I had somebody in one of my classes say, well, there's a contact us form. Why do I need to put another form on that page? Well, you wanna make it as less clicks as possible. So yeah, you've got a contact form, that's awesome. But how about putting a contact form right there on the finance page? It's not gonna kill you, put it in there. And you want to put the subject on there, um, yes, help me with my benefits. Put that as a subject line. We're setting a tone. This website copy is about setting a tone. Set the tone that you are the ones who are gonna help your patients with their insurance. So even the subject matter, or click here. How about the button saying, click here so that we can help you with your benefits. That's the button. That's the button they're gonna click. It's not gonna be contact us. Make it say, yes, we can help you with your benefits. Ask a question here. Why not? Okay, next level. Is there a way to schedule an appointment directly from your page? Okay, this is where a lot of my veteran office managers, and I count myself along that, along in that group, I've been doing this an awful long time. Um, we're nervous about this, aren't we? We're nervous about letting a patient schedule directly into our appointment book. Well, the good news is they're not gonna do that. So there are so many systems out there that are now allowing patients to request appointment times. So you got two things you can do. You can have a button on there that requests an appointment time, or you can have some sort of program that helps you actually let the patient select a time they would like, and then it's up to you to approve and get back to them with the details. So for example, um, I know that there's a company called Local Med that does this. I know that there is Solution Reach has this fantastic product called Limelight. Now, if you were to use either of those products, what would happen is the patient would go to your page, patient would see that you have a couple different blocks across the schedule and they would select one of those, fill out the information and it would get sent to you. Well, hold on, where are these blocks coming from? That's the secret. You guys are gonna be the ones to set up these blocks. It's not like you're letting them go all over the, the schedule. You tell them these are the blocks that we have open and then the patient can pick those blocks and then you don't put them into the schedule until you've approved it, you've looked at it, and you've confirmed it with the patient, then it goes into your appointment blocks. Now, is this, is this standard protocol? Is this what everybody's doing? No, it's not what everybody's doing yet, yet. But again, let's look at it from a busy perspective. Me, busy traveler, if I could request an appointment time and I get then a message that says, you know, click here to incorporate it into your Google Calendar, oh my gosh, I'm in heaven. I love it. I want to make it as easy as possible for my patients. 
with as little clicks as possible. So that's always the rule with websites, right? Get the message to them with as little clicks as possible. Convert with as little clicks as possible. Look into a scheduling program. I know for us old school people, we are nervous about it because we do think that we're giving up control of the schedule. I mean, some of us even remember doing paper scheduling with the pencil in the book and we always got really nervous when someone took our book. I get it. I was one of those. I guarded that book. It was my life. You know, no one else, if someone, if I saw different pencil in the book other than my handwriting, I wanted to know what happened there. Who put in an appointment? Is it okay? <laughs> and then when we went to um, electronic scheduling, that was so much better, but it was a different, it was totally different. I know you young people on the on the call who are listening, you don't remember the paper schedules, but it was pretty fun. We used to be able to put our post-it notes in there. We had our list of post-it notes and eh, it was a different way of life. So let's go back to here. Don't be nervous about letting somebody else take a look at what's in your schedule. If they see blocks, they're not going to think, oh, wow, they must have a lot of appointments open. They must not be busy. No, 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 no. That's, that's kind of downward, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not good thinking there. What they really are thinking is, oh, look at these openings. Oh, I can get in. That's how patients are looking at it. It's not that they're judging us for the open time. They're pretty grateful that there is open time. So let's look at it from that optimistic point of view. Okay, we have gone through a whole systems check for your website to make sure that all of the copy on there is good copy, good insurance copy, good financial copy. It's welcoming to your patients. It's also informative to your patients so that you're not surprising them with anything. If you've read my book or taken any of my classes, and by the way, the name of the book is Moving Your Patients to Yes, Easy Insurance Conversations, and you can find that on my site. But if you've read the book or taken any of my classes, you know that the biggest issue we run into financial wise is that we surprise our patients and they do not like it. Our patients hate surprises. And so we want to make it as open as transparent as possible and your website copy is going to do that. So make sure you acknowledge your participation, acknowledge that there may be a change in it and that way, and what you're doing is basically encouraging them to confirm that with you and you will. When they call to make their appointment, you're gonna confirm that anyways. That's just expected behavior. Are you friendly with financing? Did you already put a little seed out there that there is third-party financing available for them? That's what I want. I want the, I want the seed to be planted so it's not new to them when they come in. I also want you to get in the habit of talking directly to your patients via email and also via a chat. If you've got the ability to do that, prices on this have come down. Remember years ago when the little chat boxes would pop up? That used to cost a lot of money. It doesn't cost that much anymore. And then finally, I would love for you to look into, is there a way to schedule directly from that financial page for your patients so that they can block off a time and then you're going to confirm whether or not it works for them? So we are all about making it very easy, very simple for the patient. And I am all about making it very simple and very easy for you. So hopefully this systems check uh, will get you to the point where you're not surprised by anything. You're not gonna say, nobody told me that about website copy because you listen to this and you are gonna go back and do your systems check yourself. If you like what you heard today, I would so much appreciate it if you would share this with your friends or your coworkers and let them know that you found this new podcast that is going to help you run your businesses so much better. Until the next episode, keep it flowy out there. Subscribe to this podcast so you'll get our next candid discussion.
visit Teresa's website, odysseymgmt.com. That's odysseymgmt.com for more information on Teresa's courses, books, and speaking schedule. Subscribe to her newsletter while you're there. Don't say we didn't tell you that. 